So today's podcast is a basic introduction to melodrama. Now, melos means music in Greek, and drama, obviously, it's the play. So basically, melodrama means a play with music. It is a really sentimental drama form, and it's marked by extravagant theatricality. The character development is not as important as the plot or the storyline. And there's a huge focus on sensational incidents, crazy major big things happening. Now, the genre started in France, and then it became popular in Victorian-era Britain, which, of course, travelled to Britain's colonies, and then America. Now, this continued with popular movies, such as Gone with the Wind in 1939, and then you can see it coming through into contemporary influences. For example, TV soap operas such as Days of Our Lives. They are all melodramas everywhere with the -the over-the-top acting style. What's the purpose of melodrama? It's basically, you ready? To offer escapism from the monotonous daily grind of the working class and to appeal to the morality of the conservative middle class. So that's what it is. It's to escape from the horrible lives that they led. So here's the social and historical context of Victorian melodrama. Victoria was queen for 60 years. The British Empire dominated the colonies and by the end of the era, the manners of the few very rich families were seen as encrusted and false and they saw that the rich were all powerful. The development of science and industrialism and commerce started at this time. So we're seeing mills, we're seeing steam power, and we're seeing railways. And society changed from a focus on the elite and the royal to the common man. But there was a massive divide between the rich, who went to opera and ballet and all that snobby stuff, and the poor. And the poor loved melodrama. Now with the Industrial Revolution, it meant that England was moving from a rural agricultural society to an urban industrial one, which means that people were moving from the country to the city. Now, the population of London trebled between 1811 and 1815. So the masses of people that came to the big cities were underpaid and they were desperate. They were living in really cramped houses, lots and lots of people, there were open drains, so sewage was running down the roads. Life was hard, they were desperate, and they sought excitement and escapism and the vision of a better world and possibilities through entertainment. There were these huge proscenium arch theatres. There were large auditoriums, for example, Drury Lane Auditorium held three and a half thousand. The stage was 30 metres deep. It was huge. In London, the number of theatres grew from about 10 in 1807 to 30 in 1860. Gas lighting replaced candles. It was a thing to do. Theatre was cheap for the the working classes to go and see. The growth of realism is linked to the development of science, especially biology. And it's important that we're seeing lots of new engineering things happening. So with the railways and we've got iron bridges and we've got factories and that comes through into melodrama. Around this time, we're seeing a suffragette movement as well, which is reflecting a real change in consciousness. 
But let's focus on the really poor living conditions. There were workhouses, there was malnutrition, and there was child labour. Think Oliver Twist. That's exactly what it was like. And this led to social reforms beginning in the 20th century. But it was a miserable time to be alive, and it was a miserable time to be poor. And so, to escape this horrible, miserable time where you were working for someone who was exceptionally rich and maybe even foreign, and you felt that you had no agency in your life and there was nothing good coming from it, you had to go home and eat your porridge and step over poo as you walked through the door, they went to the theatre for escapism and to forget about their lives. So that's the history of melodrama. So you know that a theatre form always has to have an effect. So what was the effect of melodrama on the audience? Well, first of all, it really reinforced the moral message that virtue is rewarded. So you've got good always winning over evil. There's poetic justice that evil deeds are punished. And so, as a human, be good. Now, it was entertainment for the middle classes and it was escapism for the working classes. The exotic locations inspired dreams of immigration from grey industrial Britain to amazing, beautiful places. There was laughter, lots of laughter, so people could forget their own personal troubles. And there was an expectation of the audience to go and to experience extreme emotions. And so if they were really focusing on the emotions of the characters, then they weren't focusing on their own emotions. The word we use here is catharchic or catharsis. It was great to see characters dealing with worse problems than their own. And it made them feel like they weren't alone. Really, really important stuff. Next, I'm going to talk to you about some text features. So, follow this podcast and always remember to check the show notes because I'll put some links to some important stuff for you to read.